0: This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure,
1: but life doesn't usually feel that way.
2: Welcome to the Masculine Journey. That was me dropping my phone if you didn't know what that sound was. Um, Question for you out there. Do you guys ever wonder how we come up with topics? I'm sure you probably do. (laughs) So do we. So do we. That's my point, Robbie. Thank you. Today's topic is about uh, the way it came about. Actually, Robbie called me on Sunday and he said, hey, do you have anything for the show this week? And I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. And so we sat there and we're just chatting and I said, "Hey, I did go see the Mr. Rogers movie, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood." Yeah. Th- this weekend, and he said, "What'd you think?" And I said, "Well, yeah, it was good. It was weird." But, you know, I really walked away with the thought that when a person tries to live their life authentically, the way God's calling them to, other people are impacted. And that's really what that story is about, and you can go see it. It's a it's a good movie from that standpoint. Uh, great to see Fred Rogers in a different light. But you know, he really did try to live his life in the way that he felt like God called him to, and it did impact others around him because he did. And so Robbie, like he does a lot of times, he's like, "That's a great topic." And I'm like, (laughs) "Oh, I guess it is a topic." And so we started. It is a great topic. I love the topic. Yeah, and so the more we talked about, the more excited we got.
1: It's impactful. I think so. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this show, actually, Sam.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always excited to see where our show lands. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always have plans, you know, we have plans where it's going to go, and God takes it where, where he ends up taking it. And today we're going to talk about the impact of living your life authentically. You know, when you do that, just out of trying to be obedient to God, you can't help but impact others. Uh, the first clip I'm going to play is from the movie City Slickers. And it's a little clip in the middle towards the end of the movie in which the three guys are riding you've got uh, the tall guy that was in home alone uh, i can't remember his name billy crystal and then bruno kirby uh, daniel stern maybe um, they're riding along and they're talking just as friends do and he's and the question becomes tell me about your best day ever and your worst day ever and what we don't get from this clip is billy crystal goes first and he shares his best day which is a great day about him and his dad going to a ball game and seeing the field not on a black and white tv and some of that, and then he shared something his best friends in the world didn't know that his wife had went through uh, a breast cancer scare. You know, and that opened the door to authenticity. And then we pick up the story from there as the others start to share some of their best and worst day ever.
1: All right, what is the best day of your life? You mean ever? Yeah, best day ever in your whole life. And you can't do when your kids were born, that's too
3: easy. Yeah. All right, I got one. My best day.
4: This isn't the one about Arlene and that loose step, is it? No. No, my wedding day. What? Yeah.
1: Remember that day? Outdoor wedding. Arlene looked great. Those water pills really worked. You guys were all smiling at me. And my dad, in the front, gives me a little wink. You know? I mean, he's not the warmest of men.
4: But he winked.
1: You know, I was the first one of us to get married and have a real job, and I remember thinking, "I'm grown up. You know, I'm I, I'm not a goofball anymore. I made it. I felt like a man. It's the best day of my life."
4: What was your worst day? Every day since is a tie. <laughs> 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 All right, Ed, your best day. What is it? No, I don't want to play. Well, we did it. I don't feel like it. Okay. I'm 14 and my mother and father are fighting again You know, because she caught him again Caught him This time the girl drove by the house to pick him up And I finally realized He wasn't just cheating on my mother He was cheating on us So I told him I said You're bad to us We don't love you I'll take care of my mother and my sister. We don't need you anymore. And he made like he was going to hit me, but I didn't budge. Then he turned around and he left. Never bothered us again. But I took care of my mother and my sister from that day on. That's my best day.
3: What was
2: your worst day? Same day. Yeah, right in the middle of a comedy, there's this little serious part. Yeah. Right? Robbie, the the character of Ed, very closed off, very distant from everybody. But in this clip, he lets down his guard. Why, why do you think he let down his guard with his friends when he never had before?
1: Because you see something that you want to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I want that. You know, I want to experience what that would be to it. Uh, Exposure. I think we really want a witness to our lives. You know, we really want somebody to know the story.
2: Um, yeah, and you see something when people are authentic. You know, his friends, in another word, created a safe zone right? for him to finally probably let out something that he's wanted to be able to tell somebody, whether he knew it or not. You know, and, and gave him the opportunity to share
0: it. Yeah, because that's what you experience when you're in a band of brothers. So just for me, it's I'm I'm closed off, I'm shut off, I'm a poser and a poser and a poser. And to actually be in a group where men are authentic and they open up and they share their problems and they share who they are, they share their emotions, they share their feelings what caused them, what drove them from childhood to adulthood through adolescence, all kinds of stories. I'm just saying to everyone out there, if you want to be a part of that, you're going to have to walk in a different path. You're going to have to go down a different road. You're going to have to open up and share something of yourself, and it's going to be scary. Yeah. But the reward is so worth it.
2: You have to have people that are willing to bleed first. For me, I picked this clip. Thank you, Rodney. You said it very well. I picked this clip because that's what I experienced, which allows me to be that way with other people now more than I ever have been. Right? I went to a boot camp in Colorado and got to listen to John Eldridge share his wound story. Now, I'd read about his wound, but there's something different when you're in front of a man. Now, granted, there are 400 other people out there with us. But it felt like he was talking right to me. You know, God was talking right to me. And I was listening to his story of his woundedness. You know, and that allowed me, I believe, to really go out and have an amazing breakthrough with God that we've talked about on some of the episodes. But then later on, I met Darren. And Darren's been on the show. Uh, He's been out recently, but he's been um, on the show with us again. It's been great to have him. But Darren was very impactful in my life. He's the only person... That I ever shared my deepest, darkest, everything secrets with, and the only reason I was able to do that is because he shared his first, and he made it safe, and I could share those things, you know. And I know Andy, you talked about a scripture, right? Before the, what was the scripture you were talking about?
5: Uh, I'm not as sure exactly where it is, but confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. I believe it's in Peter. uh, yeah
2: well we can google it and find it right but but the context is there you know and it makes sense because you share these things and what ends up happening is in that authenticity things come to light and when they come to light God exposes them and works on them and they're not buried deep dark secrets anymore you know and that's where the real healing and restoration can can really begin
1: yeah I I certainly experienced that in my own life because in the band of brothers I'm sitting there and you know you're your talk one night about your relationship with your dad and i realized man i I, this is an opportunity but the interesting thing for me was it wasn't a matter of not sharing it with my brothers i'd never shared it with god And, and so the next morning you know god had a chance to work on that and it was some hard work um but because I saw what you were able to do in that group, I was like, wow, I, you know, the first person to take this to, because I know I never have, is, you know, God, what do you want to do with it? And that led to the healing that led to the restoration, which, you know, then I was able to share it all over the place. But, you know, it seems like for me, you know, watching you guys get real with God is the first step, really.
2: It really is. You know, and, and finding that, that brother to walk with you is key. It may not be a band yet, but if you can at least get one brother that God puts with you to really walk with you, man, how powerful that can be as he helps you find, work through those things and go to God.
4: I've been uh, listening to this and thinking about my life, and I, today is the 20th anniversary of my father's death. And he was a completely authentic man. And I've been surrounded by him all my life, just as I am right now in this room. And I cannot think of a greater blessing than having that. And it's something most of us do end up avoiding. In fact, when they did the wound talk when I was out at the boot camp, my initial reaction was, I haven't been wounded by Mm -hmm. my father. So having that authenticity in your life is critical, and most of us want to handle things alone.
1: You know, one that jumps out at me actually happened tonight for me. Um,
2: What'd I do, Robbie? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it was Jim. Is Uh, that,
1: you know, Jim had had gotten word that his good best friend from his childhood was really, really ill, and there was lots of issues that he wanted prayer for, and so You know, we were like, okay, let's pray. And we began to pray. And, you know, I was grateful for a chance to pray for Jim and all that. But when I opened up my eyes after the prayer and he was just, I'm sure you guys saw what I saw, you know, this. I'm
4: authentic. You can share. He
1: was, he was (laughs) weeping, seriously weeping for his friend. And it really touched me that, wow, I mean, you know, that's that was love. And it was like, wow, that was just beautiful, it was. I was like, man, I want that. I I
2: I really do. I want that in a friend. So what keeps us from walking in that authenticity? What makes it hard? Andy laughs at me. Andy laughs at us. It's always Andy's fault.
5: It's a, no, <laughs> I am an agent of the enemy at times. <laughs> yeah, keep well, it, keep it, keep it dark. Yeah. No, no. I, before we get into anything, and I'll, I'll, I'll add my two cents. But. Full disclosure here, I'm going to be authentic. I'm no Bible scholar. That's James 5.16 5, on confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It's, it's pretty close to people. Yeah, exactly. But why we don't, I don't know. It. There's a lot of liberty that comes from the time that we spend um, at boot camps or in, in, in a band of brothers. But I think the enemy enemy's always drawing you to keep things secret. And you've lived a whole life in a life of, of a lot of shame or wanting to hide something. So you you kind of go back to that place at times.
2: When we come back, and want to visit that some more. But go to MasculineJourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. It's April 2nd through 5th, I think it is, April 2nd through 5th. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make
1: MyPillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all My Pillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my MyPillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my Pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800 942 9613 for these great radio specials.
4: I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do with that freedom?
1: Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A 4-day adventure with God. It's a masculine journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at masculinejourney.org.
5: Andy, who sings that? Okay. Francesca Battistelli. Thank you. I, I can never get her last name right. It takes a lot of work to make sure I get that out right. I should
2: try harder, I guess. You <laughs> do such a good that? job. <laughs> yeah, it,
5: that's a James Chapter 2, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, James 2. The authentic, the authentic <laughs> part of that is I grew up on that, or my daughter did anyway, so I've got it from the background, like Robbie, some of his stories of his kids growing up, I guess all of us, so.
2: Well, she's become a favorite on the yeah, show. We she, just realized today that we've used her as a bump-in three yeah, times.
5: Three times, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: the best artist I never really knew, honestly. <laughs> it's
5: our go-to now. But,
2: but yeah, I, I actually have downloaded some of her music and, and I'm enjoying it. So, Andy, before you hand the microphone over to Robbie, okay. you were saying what makes it tough to just walk in authenticity?
5: Yeah, I think when you get a little bit of it, when I mean, it's to share my story just a little bit, the same same example, only I didn't get, hear John first, but I heard Darren, Sam, and Robbie all share their stories and vulnerability, a lot on their wound or their failures or whatever. And I, never, I was like, man, I'm, I'd never share that. Well, over time, you become more comfortable in sharing your story to where you share it with one another, and then you share it in a group setting or, or whatever. And, and there is healing in that very thing. Um, but I guess what gets us back to the point to where we don't want to be authentic or we don't want to share it is obviously, you know, the tendency is, I feel like, in the Christian community a lot of times is if you're really authentic and tell people with the struggles, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, focus on mainly on the bad – is that you're accept, or you're not accepted, you're rejected, so therefore you don't share. But, you know, we're violating what the Bible tells us to do. It talks about how there's healing when there's light brought into a situation. So I think a lot of it is, is just shame or the enemy trying to keep things closed and hidden because there can be no healing in that place.
2: Absolutely. Christians are some of the few people, not all Christians, but there are Christians mm-hmm. out there that actually shoot the wounded. instead of picking them up and loving them and and, and that's we're afraid right but there's also a world that says no no you gotta you gotta hide that stuff you know as a man you know you gotta kind of shove that stuff down not let it really show
0: but man how much different would our lives be if someone didn't risk before us yeah and you guys risking by coming on this radio show is how I first heard about the masculine journey I didn't know anything about Ransom Hard or anything of that nature didn't go out and see one of John's things and i just heard the show and i liked it and i heard probably for at least several boot camps you know year and a half or two maybe that oh there's this boot camp i can tell you gentlemen the difference between this show and the boot camp is light years Mm -hmm. so stop putting off the excuses stop you know figuring out okay I'm, i'm getting the word i'm doing so many other things Going to a boot camp is completely different, and it's going to expose you to so many things so much deeper and so much more intimately with God, and it's, it's something that you need to start planning on figuring figure out a way to get there.
2: And definitely come to a boot camp, but you can still listen to the show, too, if you'd like. <laughs> uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about your, your friend Jerry that you talked
4: about. Yeah, we'll call him Jerry because that's his name, but... Okay. Uh, this is <laughs> sorry. This is a, a man. He would be embarrassed if he knew I was talking about it. Very wealthy, uh, very godly man, and uh, I knew him both the church and Rotary. And this was back in the '80s. And Jerry had a calming influence on everyone, but he did everything that he could do for others without any fanfare or without even recognition often. And one of the things Andy said was talking about loving on the unlovable. He had two different men that had, that were both pillars of the community, one of am a pillar of the church that fell a long way and everyone, I mean even pastors shunned them. Jerry reached out to both of them picked them up Gave him jobs, took care of him, loved him, And the impact he had on me, and he was a friend, but I hadn't even thought of him for years. But as soon as this was announced, Jerry came to mind immediately as an authentic man that had an impact on me. He came to me one day, kind of out of the blue, and said, God really is going to use you for great things. And that took me from the... You know, poor, pitiful me to the, okay, God can even use me place. And that was a major impact from someone I highly respected and someone that was authentic. And that made all the difference. Anybody else could have said it, and I would have brushed it off as dumb. Mm
2: -hmm. But because you trusted in his authenticity, you knew that I need to listen to this. Exactly. Thank you. Robbie, would you set up your uh, your clip? It's an awesome clip. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. That is an awesome clip. It's from the uh, movie Radio, which was about a, a you know, special needs guy who liked football and got a chance to watch that. And so, at the very beginning of this clip, you're going to hear him do the announcements, but if you watch the beginning of the movie, he couldn't even talk until some people started to show him grace. Um and then you hear what the coach has to say about radio's grace, which really is a fascinating thing, working with special needs people. So we'll listen to the clip and I can share from there.
0: You know what it is?
3: When I was playing I had a coach he used to tell me to keep my priorities straight. You'd say, son, you figure out what's important, you push everything else aside. I love football. I love everything about it. I love Friday nights when you're looking for a win, and Saturday morning when you (laughs) found (laughs) one. But that's not what's important right now. We got ourselves a young man we're not thinking about. The same young man who could hardly talk when we first met him and now he's making announcements in the morning over loudspeak. (laughs) (laughs) Same young man who got himself a football letter last fall but he never wears it because he can't afford a jacket. I know some of you don't know or don't care about all that radio's learned over these past few months the truth is we're not the ones that been teaching radio radio is the one that been teaching us because the way he treats us all the time is the way we wish we treated each other even part of the time
2: wow Robbie that's an awesome clip there's so much to that but what about that clip spoke to your heart
1: yeah well working with special needs folks for a long time um you know, time and time again, you know, we can't help but think that we're teaching them, especially if you're in my role and you're actually a teacher for, you know, special needs. But I can't even begin to talk about the lessons that they've taught me. You you, you ought to try to teach special needs people something on humility sometimes. I mean, totally impossible. And, but the, the the point that they make is about radio's grace, that you are his favorite when you're in his presence. And if you could come to my class and watch, you know, people that would hug on you and love on you, regardless, you know, th- they love you for who you are, and and that kind of authentic love that's really and wholehearted is, um, like they said in the clip, it, it it teaches love.
2: Do you mind sharing the story that you shared with us? Oh, about Joshua? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I had this student that he. Was one of those that very, very disabled, you know, was in a wheelchair where it was had to hold his head because his neck was not much bigger around than a small stick and his arms were that small. And he would moan during the class whenever I would begin to teach. He would go, you know, and it was really very annoying from my perspective (laughs) every time I would try to teach, you know, these hand motions and stuff that we teach till the first Sunday school. I mean, the first Christmas party his mom came that time with him. And as soon as I began to show what we've been learning in class and doing the teaching, of course, Joshua kicked in, Rawr! you know, with all these noises. And his mom says, Joshua, it's not your turn. And he stopped. And if I could have felt lower that minute, then I, I think that like, Oh my gosh, Joshua has been trying to talk to us. And I haven't acknowledged that he got something of value from his perspective so the very next um sunday which was just a few days i started it out with joshua it's your turn and he took off and now all those noises sounded completely different than they ever had because you understood that what's happening here is joshua is communicating with us not annoying you know it was it was that and unfortunately joshua died maybe eight or nine months after that and I've thought about it many times on how much he taught me, um, though he never spoke an audible, I mean, a word that I knew what he meant. Um, he was quite a teacher.
2: Yeah, it, uh, you reminded me of a story of when I was in Guatemala, and I shared it with you guys. I don't know that I've shared it on the air, but we went to a special needs uh, hospital, and everybody went to the little kids, and I went to the the teenage kids. and. So I was with some people that I thought were kind of just catatonic. They weren't moving. They weren't doing anything. And so I'm talking to this, this girl, and she's not making any type of movement or anything. And I'm like, okay, God, what do I do? And he's like, sing to her. And I'm like, no, really, God, <laughs> what, what do I do? <laughs> I hate singing. And he's like, sing to her. And I started singing, and she started moving, and she started patting my head and, and doing all these things, you know, that was bringing life and joy from her you know and that authenticity moved me more than almost anything that whole time was just asking God and stepping into a place of risk and of love it doesn't sound risky to people like to sing but if you hate to sing it's oh my gosh people (laughs) can hear me you know you know and uh but anyway it was such an amazing thing and a humbling thing of just how much you can impact somebody's life just by walking and listening to God I know that sounds silly but it's so incredibly true
1: no, oh, it is. It is, and uh, you know they uh, You know that's what C.S. Lewis said. You never met a, a, a mere mortal. I mean, it, it's going to be glorious. Um, what is inside of those folks that don't necessarily communicate the way that we do?
2: So, what do we do with this? <laughs> Where do we go from here? Go find a friend. To ask him what was the best day, worst day. Of <laughs> you could start there, right? <laughs> I would start by going to God <laughs> and saying, God. Bring somebody in my life. Yes, Lord, you're here. But bring somebody in my life that I can walk intimately with. Lead me to that person that you're calling me to either risk for or that will risk for me. That we can walk with you and get in this journey. And get closer to you. And and go to him and say, God, I need your help here. I need you to love me and to show me these things. We want you to go to the MasculineJourney.org. Yeah, MasculineJourney.org. Register for the boot camp. Coming up April 2nd through 5th. But more importantly, go to God and just tell him how much you love him and let him love on you this week. See you next week.